0: Welcome back to be the sought after entrepreneur podcast. This is episode number five. And I'm your host, Catherine Thompson. Eek! What a launch. We've had so much fun. And I'm always so blown away by all the support that I've got for the launch of my show. I cannot wait to share more with you more what I've learned, how I'm integrating the things that I learned into my life and into my business. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I can say that enough. Now, we've covered a lot over the first four episodes, if you do agree to that, and it's not designed for you to just consume more information and just move on, right? I talked about that in the last episode and how we get so addicted to consuming and shoving more information into that old noggin of ours. I'm not opposed to learning, but when we overload our brains, we don't give ourselves the space to create, right? So this is really designed for you to give yourself the grace and the patience to listen to it. To process it, to come back to it if you need and re-listen to it. This is not normal marketing speak or really business speak to be honest, right? The business world, the marketing world is really designed for you to like hit the ground running and reach all these accelerated goals quick. And again, I'm not opposed to shooting for the stars, really setting massive big goals for your business. But part of that is really learning and integrating that patience and that grace into everything that you do. So what makes it even that much more powerful, this training that much more powerful is the fact that I am trained in marketing communications with over 15 years of experience. So I know what needs to change in the industry because I've seen it over the last 15 years of my career, right? I was trained in a very masculine dominated space where we did a lot of push marketing. We see a lot of that in the marketing space now, right? So not only do I have the education, undergraduate and a master's degree in marketing communications, but I spent 15 years plus years now Working in the space of marketing communications. And I know what works, what doesn't work, but I also know what really needs to change. I've identified that in the industry. And that's why this podcast, Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast, was born because I do believe there needs to be changes in the space. And in today's episode, we're going to dive even deeper into the final pillar that I believe all entrepreneurs need if they want to be seen, heard, and become that sought after entrepreneur without having to chase clients, without having to spend endless hours marketing your business. But more importantly, doing it in a way that feels good and authentic to you. So before we jump into today's episode, though, I want to invite you to rate and review the show. Never want this to be a one side conversation. It's that four, six in me. It's that connector in me. I really love making connections with people. And I get so much energy and jazz from you guys when I hear your feedback and your thoughts about it and ways in which we can improve the show topics you want me to discuss. And all of that, it really helps feed what I do here and the work that I do. So I'd be forever grateful to hear your thoughts and also give you a big shout out for doing it. Yes, each and every week, I'm going to be picking one listener of the week. And I'm going to be shouting you out on the podcast as well on as well as on social media. Now, in the meantime, stick around as I share why getting visible isn't about being in more places or creating more content.
1: After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the sought-after entrepreneur podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson.
0: Hey, hey, I am super stoked to dive into today's episode, It's all about visibility, credibility and how to elevate and establish it in your business so that you can become that sought after entrepreneur without having to do all the chasing and the pushing and the grinding to get seen and heard in your market, right? Sounds amazing. But what's even more exciting is that I'm not going to share with you the tips and tricks and hacks that I think you should be doing in your business. I feel like the marketing space, the online space, the business space is like saturated with contradictory steps and tactics that you need to be doing. And I just don't feel like I need to add to the chaos. So I want to give you, like I said, an unconventional way to really be seen and heard and be sought after. In fact, because I believe this, getting visible in your business and establishing credibility doesn't mean being on all the platforms. It doesn't mean getting published in all the publications. It doesn't mean being featured on a ton of podcasts, right? It's not about Doing more and doing all of the things, remember on episode four, I shared how talking more or creating more content doesn't equal the fact that more people are actually going to hear you. I gave you the example of the house party, right, and the host really loving the song that came all over the radio or over the loudspeakers and started cranking the song, hoping that everybody would pay attention and listen to the song and maybe start dancing. But what happened was, is a guest started to talk louder, right? And sometimes we feel like that's happening in the online space. If you ever feel like you're just speaking into a void, or you're creating all this content, you're not really getting the engagement that you want, you're getting a like here and maybe a comment there. And sometimes maybe nobody even shows up for your lives, right? Or you put on a sale in your brick and mortar and nobody really takes advantage of it. So you feel that discouragement, right? So we try to do more, be more, get louder. And we think like, that's the way that's going to really help me, you know, get visible and get seen and create and establish that credibility. But I'm here to tell you that's actually not the case. Because the more social media platforms you're on, the more podcast shows that you pitch to, as I mentioned, the more places that you are doesn't mean and has nothing to do with you being seen or establishing that credibility as a leading authority in your industry. And I gave the example in another episode as well. And why it's so important to listen to all the episodes, because I drop a lot of sweet, juicy wisdom, but I asked you to kind of picture and imagine the leaders that you look up to, right? And a lot of the credibility comes from you know, their presence and their essence and the way they show up in the world, the way they carry themselves on stage or at speaking events, right, really has nothing to do with, you know, how much they're forcing or pushing their message out into the world. It really does. It's all being gravitated, you gravitate towards these people that have this very sort of compelling and magnetic energy, right. And so I want you to tune back into those leaders again and think about the types of leaders that you resonate towards because it really doesn't have anything to do with, like I said, you know, pushing this agenda out onto people. And I get why a lot of people believe this because as I've mentioned, and will continue to mention that most marketing and sales experts are grounded in that masculine driven approach of doing more, right? Getting more sales, getting what you want, pushing and forcing, putting out all this stuff in order to Attract people into their business. So, the majority of what they're selling is to get on all these platforms, right? Like to get on Pinterest, to get on Clubhouse. I can help you grow your Facebook. I can help you with Instagram. I can help you with LinkedIn. And really positioning it and pitching it from a place of like, this is the secret that you need in your business, right? We see this often in messaging, right? This is what you need in 2021 to succeed, right? It's like this secret missing ingredient. And we saw this so heavily, if you weren't following this, or you're like, I don't even know what Clubhouse is, but we saw this with Clubhouse when it was launched in 2020. Literally, people flocked to join like it was going to be their ticket to success. And then if they didn't join, it was like they're missing out, right? And this is all grounded in the energy of something is missing in my business. Something is missing, I don't have enough clients, I don't have enough sales, I'm not doing enough in my business, right? And this is, again, ripples out into all elements of your life, right? It's like, what do I need? Or what am I missing? Something's missing, and we seek those quick fixes. And that's clubhouse played this super well in the marketing world, if you think that this is really good marketing. And again, I want to change the rhetoric around marketing and sales. I want to write a new story when it comes to marketing, because they really played into FOMO, the fear of missing out, right? And the exclusivity of like this, really cool club that you could join and that only people that got invited, and only people that were on iOS devices, right? So for the majority of Android users, which is the majority of people in the world, right over 70% of people use Android, these Apple product users were like, look, we're on and look at all the great things that we can do. And it created this like panicked, feared, frantic energy in pretty much every online community I was in. And I had even had clients saying like, I need to get on Clubhouse, can you invite me? And I was like, I'm an Android user, so I can't invite you. I actually just got invited, you know, a week ago, but I haven't even opened the app, gone in, because, you know, I don't buy into this fear of missing out. I don't buy into the FOMO, because it comes from such a place of fear, right? And I'll talk more about this on the episodes coming up, about how your messaging and the way in which you position your messaging really attracts vibrationally attracts those types of people, right? So if you are pushing out fear based messaging, like FOMO, you're going to be attracting people that are frantic and desperate and fearful. And they have this energy and this vibe of like, either help me, you need to help me get this solution. And if you don't help me, I'm going to be mad at you, right? These are the types of clients that come in, and they might be super eager to get going. But as they get going, and things don't work out for them, they blame you for not getting the results, right? Because they came in from a place of fear. And for me, like I said, I'm all about attracting people into my space that can make decisions from an empowered place, that they're not making a decision from a place where like, I need you, Catherine, to get me those results. I need you, Catherine, to do all of this work in my business, right? That they take responsibility, full responsibility for their own success but also empowering them to know that they have the power within them to do it, right? They don't really need me, I can support them. And I'm really good with accountability. And I've got a a lot of knowledge I can support and help for sure. And I can help elevate that, right? Because for me, it's about that empowerment, I stand in my truth, I stand in my power, and I stand in my energy. And that's what attracts a lot of people into my sphere, they want a piece of that energy, and I help elevate them to that capacity, right? I don't want to sell them on the fear of like if you don't buy this, then you're gonna your business is gonna fail. Or I call it false exclusivity, false urgency. Right? Like false exclusivity is like I'm taking applications and I'm only you know accepting the best of the best, but really you accept everybody in. Right? To me is like a wasted step. It feels like wasted energy, wasted time. There's nothing more I hate than that. Right? Plus, it's not transparent. Right? It's just this sales tactic that's just attracting people in. And again. If you're using those sales tactics, you're going to get those people into your space that probably aren't fully aligned with you it always reminds me of, you know, clubhouse, this is what it kind of felt like for me and just watching it and observing it. I just, you know, kind of looked and said, Hmm, you know, they are using very, you know, widely used marketing tactics. So I mean, again, there's no shame in that. But it's like, who do you want to attract into your space, right? And it always kind of reminded me of like Black Friday deals. And if you haven't, maybe, maybe you've gone to Black Friday deals, I never have. But I've seen the videos of people like mad dashing into like Walmart or Best Buy, and people fighting over literally like the last toy or like fighting over the last electronic device that they wanted. And it's that frantic, panicked energy that is so heavily displayed in the majority of marketing tactics, right? That fear of missing out that final deadline, this urgency, this false urgency, right? I don't say that some people do have to put deadlines on things, right? Especially course creators who are running live courses, you know, you want to get the course started. Or you know, you might be running a monthly deal in your brick and mortar, and it ends on, you know, the 31st of the month, like I get deadlines, what I mean by false exclusivity, or false urgency is like, you're not fully transparent with what the condition is right so false exclusivity is like you see a lot of course creators online saying you have to fill out an application because I'm super picky about the people I let in my program but the fact is is they let everybody in right it's just one more step or hoop and they're doing the call or application as a way to sell personally on the over the computer in person right so there isn't and what happens is, is that just diminishes the value of the program, right? Because if everybody's let in, you know, it just dis- diminishes the type of people in, right? And it is, it's a false feeling of like, oh, if I get selected, I'm, you know, special. And the false urgency is like putting a deadline on things, but really the sale is going to happen. You see this with a lot of product-based businesses, right? Online websites, they'll give you a deal, deal ends Tuesday, and then you go back to the website, you know, a week later and the deal is still there, right? That's false urgency right as like there's a deadline you meet and that to me just feels icky right and it creates again this like frantic panicked I don't want to miss out feeling and it really plays into that whole notion which I said the majority of people operate from either they're trying to escape the current reality that they're in or circumstance and they're looking for that quick fix that like hit of feeling goodness right and that's why there's such thing as buyer's remorse right you feel this like oh man I shouldn't have bought that purse I didn't really need it but it really felt good in the time. And and when you go back and ground yourself in why you bought it, it's usually because you were feeling some type of need or want for it, that either it was going to make you feel better, or it's going to make you look better. Or, you know, it's that prestige of like, oh, I've got this designer handbag, right? There's, if you're not buying from an empowered place, then it's usually because you're playing into other things, right? And so that's why your messaging is so important. Pillar number two, because it really does impact the type of people that you attract. And majority of the marketing tactics out there are grounded in very masculine fear based energy, right? So it's natural that most business owners, who aren't marketers. And let's be honest, the majority of entrepreneurs that go into business are not marketers. And that's the thing that they, you know, well, heart centered and purpose driven entrepreneurs that I work with. That's the one bane in their existence. They're like, man, I just I know what I do really helps change lives. And I know I'm really good at it. But now you want me to market and sell. And it's like, I can't do this because all these tactics don't feel good. And this is exactly why because you really just want to create the impact But you're being sold, you got to do this, this, this and this. And why wouldn't you trust a marketer's opinion, right? Somebody who has marketing experience, whether they're, you know, someone like me, right, as a marketer and communicator, you know, if I was selling you on these things that were very fear based, oriented, or saying that you needed to reach out to 100 people in order to get two people to sign up, it's going to feel very icky to you, right? Especially when you're like, I just want to make an impact. So why do I have to like play all these games, right? And this is even more true when the platforms they are, are on aren't working, right? So if your platform isn't working, or at least you don't believe it is working, then you feel like you need to do more or maybe try something different or try a different strategy, right? And this isn't something new, right? So this for me, this isn't something new. I've been in this space for 15 plus years, and 99.9% of the business owners I've worked with or entrepreneurs I've worked with, have always told me I need to get on more platforms, or I need to do another strategy, or I'll get hired. And I'll have a conversation with people. And the reason they're hiring me is because they tried this, and it didn't work. They tried it for a month, and it didn't work, or they try, you know, and I can feel that energy of them coming into my space that they want to try something different, right? They want to jump from platform to platform, or they want to be on all of the things because they believe that's the way in which they're going to get seen and create that credibility, right? And they often ask me, you know, I've been told I should join TikTok, or I think I should be on Pinterest. And while I think that's all fine and dandy, if these platforms will actually help you connect with your audience, which is the whole point of this, right, is not to just connect with like massive eyeballs, but to connect with your people, right? And if you're already on Facebook, but you're already on Instagram, and you're on some other platforms, and they're not working for you adding another one to the mix, I promise you is not going to matter. Right? Because the platform, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email marketing, right is merely a way to communicate and connect with your audience. So if you aren't doing that already on the platforms that you're on, it's not the platform's fault that it's not working. It's not the algorithm's fault that you know your stuff isn't getting seen by your people. I hear that a lot. Is like the algorithm's not showing my stuff, so therefore it's affecting my visibility, and that's not the case. If your audience was engaged and your community was engaged with what you're putting out there, then the algorithm's is going to show that to them. Facebook's going to show that that's what they want. They want to deliver content to people where people say, raise their hand and say, Oh, I love that content. Please show me more of that. That's the whole point of Facebook and Instagram, right? They want to show you content that you have already said, Hey, I like this, right? So if your stuff isn't being seen by your audience, it's not the platform's fault, right? It's goes back to your messaging, it goes back to how you're showing up and putting that out there, right? And the advice that I've given for the last 15 plus years is master one, maybe two, or one or two channels, right of marketing. And when you do that, then start to look at, okay, what other ones can I add to the mix, right? We're so focused on, I need to get a million people today, right? So I'm going to be on all the things and get all these eyeballs on my stuff. And we forget to sort of master the one platform, right? So growing your reach doesn't mean getting on all the things. Getting seen doesn't mean getting on all the things. That growth will happen. That scalability will happen once you start to master, like I said, the one or two social media platforms, right? And what are marketing channels or communication channels? Those are like, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, but it can also be newspapers, billboards, it can be paid ads in a magazine, it can be paid ads on Facebook, right? Those are what I call marketing channels. And those are just ways in which you can communicate with your audience. If you aren't embodied in your truth, pillar number one, and you're not really grounded in who you are, what you stand for, why you do what you do, and you're not connected to that core purpose. And then you can't create magnetic messaging that's going to attract the most aligned clients to you because you're going to be disconnected from that which is pillar number two then your visibility is just going to be just fall flat right you're going to put all this energy and effort and that's what's happening out there in the collective as we speak will put all this stuff out there that doesn't land with their audience because there's a disconnect somewhere in these three pillars as i mentioned it and visibility and credibility being the final one right so you know, doing more, I always say you don't want to do more just for the sake of getting more eyes on your stuff. If you're already having an issue getting eyes on your stuff, or at least getting people to sort of pay attention to what you're doing. And this is especially true for social media. But it's even more true for paid stuff like billboards, newspapers, right? If you're not seeing that return on your investment, and you're just dumping money into more ad spend, that is like a recipe for disaster and i see this a lot with brick and mortar local businesses they put they dump a ton into newspaper because some newspaper guy came into their business and was like hey you should be in newspaper and someone was like you should do street billboards and so they invest in all these things i've talked to so many brick and mortars who have invested thousands and thousands in like radio ads and really didn't see any growth in their business but just kept doing it because they thought this was the thing that they had to do because somebody pitched this to them and my whole thing is is if you aren't seeing that return on investment don't just necessarily ditch it, but sort of start to evaluate what is working and what isn't working. Right, because the other big misconception is again, grow your following or grow your audience. So again, plays back into being on all the things. Right, if I get more eyes on my stuff, then I'm hopefully going to get more sales. But more doesn't equal sales, right? More doesn't equal sales. We see this again. We've heard this. I've heard this example a bazillion times out there. Is like all the influencers, right, you've got people that are have massive followings, but make no money. And I get why people think this I get why people think they want more. It's because the marketing space is all about selling the fact that you need more in order to do better. There are 1000s of Instagram growth companies, I think I get messages all the time, you want to grow your following by a million, do you want to grow your following by a 1000, right? I get messages all the time. There's so many companies out there selling the idea of helping you get more followers. But if you have an issue converting the following you already have now, more isn't going to help you, right? It's not about having more followers. And I want to give you the example of our brick and mortar, because when we opened our brick and mortar, we started with like zero on our email list, right? And I think when we sold the business, we only had 700. But I can guarantee you every time I put out a promotion to my email list of 700, which were highly, highly qualified buyers, because they're people that had bought from us. We would sell out of products, we would sell out of our barrel club, we would sell out of all these things, because it was a very specific audience. And it was a very relatively small audience, right? We didn't have a huge following on social media. And yet everybody's in this mindset that you just need so many people in order to make sales. And it's not about having more, it's about having more of a targeted audience, right? You could have 50 people on an email list. We had our barrel club at the time we first started. We were highly advised not to start the barrel club because they recommended you had an X amount to number on your email list of people that were interested in buying into your barrel of wine. And I remember being like, "Well, we've got the barrel here, and we've got the tanks. So we might as well just get this going." And we were highly advised, "Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not going to work. You need more people. That's da da. You're going to lose a ton of money because the barrel was like." 225 liters of wines who needed to sell 10 spots in the barrel in order to make your money, all of that, right? We had like 10 or 15 people when we first started our barrel on our list. And we sold out that our barrels every single time. And when we sold our business, we had four barrels running, we started with one. And then we ended up moving that up to four. And every single time we announced it, we sold out. Because we had a very highly qualified, very specific audience saying, I want in on your barrels, right? They had raised their hand when they came in the store and saw the barrels there. So you don't need a big following or a big audience in order to make sales in your business at all, right? And the more followers you have also doesn't indicate credibility, right? These are just vanity metrics that is heavily sold in the online space is like i need more followers i need that 10k so i can get the swipe up right it doesn't make you any more credible right this draw to get more is a very 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 much grounded in the thinking and the energy of stuck in that whole chasing that needy energy that repels your audience in fact right it's that pushing energy of like i need more what i have isn't enough and here's the thing most highly successful business owners and marketers don't tell you is They don't chase the shiny objects. They have cultivated the disciplines to stay focused on their unique growth and visibility strategy. And that doesn't mean being everywhere to get seen. And if it appears like that, that they're on all the things, I can guarantee you these six and seven figure business owners that are actually doing well financially, they've mastered, they started by mastering a few things and then they've expanded and grown their business, right? And that's the whole big problem with the comparison, right? Is looking at your mentors who say they have seven figures where they've established a seven, created a seven figure business. And you're looking at them going, I want what they have. But you're not looking at the path that they took to get there. And no fault to six or seven figure business owners, they forget sometimes the path that it took, right? So they're not resharing, you know, that they started with two people on their list or five people on their list, right? They're not sharing like, I just shared with you the brick and mortar, right? Where we only had a few people before we sold out in our barrels they're not sharing that. So you're not seeing the expansion or the growth, you just want what they have in the moment, right? But that takes time to do that and to expand. And then the other side of it is when they do expand, they hire people to manage, you know, their Instagram or their Facebook, right? They don't try to do all the things in their business. And that's where a lot of solopreneurs, new businesses starting out people that are struggling, they're trying to do all the things and then they're exhausted and they're tired and they're burnt out because nothing's working. Well, you can't create magic from a place of burnout, you can't create magic from a place of frustration and this lack energy, right? And so you have to start removing things that aren't working and really focusing on maybe one or two things, right? So What is the trick of being seen getting visible and establishing that credibility? Well, the first step is and I'm not going to give you, you know, a seven step framework, like I've mentioned before, it's starting to take inventory. One, how do you approach your visibility strategy in your business? Some of you might be like, what's a visibility strategy? Are you winging it? Do you have one? Are you wondering what a visibility strategy is? Because here's the thing if you are winging it or you don't even know what the visibility strategy is, it's likely because you haven't fully embodied who you are, what you stand for, and what you want to achieve. You're not really truthfully grounded in that sole purpose of what it is you're doing, and you're totally then neglecting or you're putting out a messaging content that really isn't in aligned with who you are and the type of people that you want to attract. These are pillars number one and two again, right that I believe all entrepreneurs need to be seen. Heard and sought after, because here's the thing: most people are winging it, or they're they they do not really know, and they're kind of scattered, and there's no real like process of what's going on, and they don't even really know what works and what doesn't work. They don't even know what they like or they don't like, right? And if you're just winging it and you're kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall, you won't know where to be. Let me repeat that: if you're winging it and throwing stuff against the wall, and you don't really know what works, and you're just trying all the things, hoping something will stick, you will have no idea. Where to be. And you're going to chase all the shiny objects that pop up in your sphere, and you're going to hop from course to course and mentor to mentor. And I signed up for this mentor and I never got the results I wanted. And now I'm here looking for you and all these sorts of things. You'll keep doing that and chasing because visibility doesn't mean jumping up and down, waving your hand saying, Hey, look at me, pay attention. I've got really good stuff to, you know, pushing out. I got really good stuff here. Pay attention, look at me. Visibility is all about how you show up. And that hinges solely on how you're being, not the action behind it, the doing of posting every day or getting on all the things. The more you try to do, the more exhausted you're going to become. And you and I both know, if you haven't listened to the first couple episodes, please do. 93% of communication is nonverbal. It's all about the energy and the intention that's behind the doing. So to feed the logical mind, because I know y'all want some steps and Catherine, just give me the steps and show me the, give me the solution, I need some certainty. Step number one, in order to be seen and establish that credibility in your audience is getting really, really honest with yourself about your intention behind where you are showing up and why you're showing up. Is it done in a winging energy, hoping something will finally work? Is it coming from a place that says you need or should do this a certain way? Are you employing tactics that really don't feel good to you, but it's because somebody told you you should do that? Is it coming from a place if I don't show up all the time that I'm not going to get seen? If you answered yes to any of these questions, or even if you answered yes to all of them, like, heck, yes, this sounds so like me if you answered yes to all these questions, and you're like, heck, yes, I actually answered yes to all of them, Catherine, then the second step is reevaluating your embodied truth, which is pillar number one. So going back to your core of who you are, what you stand for, what you want to achieve, and like fully embodying it, not just like writing it on a piece of paper being like, this is what I want or vision boarding it, right? Again, that's all in the doing the technique, right is like really tuning in to like, okay, what is it? that I stand for? What is my core purpose? Why am I showing up? Am I doing it from a place of getting more? Or am I doing it from a place of serving? Right? And then I want you to ground yourself in that purpose and that energy. And what you actually stand for, I want you to ground yourself in that. It's from this place, and I've mentioned this on the other episodes, it's from this place, you can actually really start to navigate your messaging and how you create that magnetic messaging that attracts the most aligned clients. So the right clients, right? Because from a rock solid foundation, which is pillar number one, and number two, you can create a visibility strategy that isn't from a place of winging it in that sort of effort of like pushing and forcing and trying to figure out what will stick. But more importantly, one that is authentic to who you are, And you can express it in an authentic way, right? That self-expression, that unique self-expression, that's the actual thing that's going to help you stand out. Because without that, the visibility and credibility in your business just becomes, hey, look at me, pay attention. Can you see me? Can you hear me? Why won't anyone pay attention? Why won't they see me as the authority I am? This pillar is why the majority of entrepreneurs are burnt out. They are trying hard to get seen and heard. They're forcing their message out there. They're stepping up on all the things. They're getting booked on all the podcasts. They're getting published. They're blogging you name it. But they're doing it from a place of should, need, and this sort of desperation of getting more, following these step by step plug and play processes that won't actually work. And they're doing it from the energy of pushing, right? Instead of coming from a place of being standing in your power dropping into that embodied truth and that unique self expression, which really is the secret behind being sought after. And if you keep operating from a place of needing to get seen and heard, where you're winging it or trying all the things, then you're going to continue feeling discouraged, exhausted and wondering why people won't pay attention. Right? So before we wrap up, I want to leave you with this, this thought is Being seen and establishing credibility is vital, but it has nothing to do with being on all the platforms, jumping from strategy to strategy, trying to find one that works, or even getting published for that matter. Our visibility and credibility lies much deeper than the outward appearance of our business. And until we go inward and unlock our embodied truth and start living it, we'll continue getting the visibility, we are an energetic match for and having people question our credibility. And this can look like and maybe you've experienced this in your business, this can look like and I've experienced it in mine when I wasn't living my embodied truth when I wasn't grounded in my power when I wasn't showing up in this energy of like leaning back instead of forcing and pushing. It can look like either no eyes on your content or very little of it. It might be crickets when you come to sell your product or your service and nobody buys. It can look like people questioning why you charge so much, which is really questioning the value and credibility of who you are and what you offer. This all starts with what's going on inside, right? So I want you to kind of again, do a little bit of inventory. Do you explain you don't have enough engagement? Do you get discouraged with how many people show up in your lives? Do you take it personally when people don't buy your products or services? All of this is grounded in the lack of self worth and value it's grounded in the not enoughness. And if you don't heal that within you and within that whole embodiment piece, you'll continue to match energetically with it. Right? You're going to continually attract those people into your sphere, you're going to continually either not get seen as the leading authority in your industry, right? Because you're putting out that energy, that's not enoughness, I don't have enough. Right? So the final thing I want to leave you with is, what meanings do you make and what stories are you telling yourself when you don't get what you want or expect, when you don't get the engagement, the likes, the follows, the comments, what's attached to that and what story starts running rampant in your brain? righty. I want to thank you again for joining us. It's always my pleasure to share with you my unique gifts in hopes of helping you unlock yours. And I cannot wait for the next episode. Cheers. How amazing was that? right? I just love talking about this stuff. I love helping you guys do less in your business, or at least take off some of the things that just really aren't serving you. And I'm only getting started. This is like the intro to what I'm going to be talking about over the months and years to come on this podcast. And I'm really excited because we're having our first guest on the show in episode number six. We're going to welcome Michelle LaPointe, the owner of Michelle's Flowers, which is a local brick and mortar business here. She is my biz and life bestie. And she's going to share with you how to actually successfully go against the grain and how she's done it in her brick and mortar business. She's applied things in her brick and mortar business that most brick and mortar, it's not even heard of in the brick and mortar world, let alone the flower industry. So if you own a brick and mortar, and you're there's things in your business that aren't serving you right now, or you just don't want to do the things or you're literally working around the clock to make this brick and mortar a go, you want to tune into this episode. Also, I'd love for you to connect with me over on Instagram and Facebook. So come follow me at Creatively Owned as I enjoy seeing what you guys are up to in your business. I love hearing your biggest takeaway. So please, please, please do share. Cheers.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.